There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talkers, it is Wednesday, which means it's Hope, Hope, Hope Day. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got a lot of things to talk about today, including some Clint Eastwood news, the morning show with Reese Witherspoon, and what else we got, guys? We've got thoughts, Grant. We've I know. Got that's a all lot I see of is thoughts. Thoughts on the first title here. Thoughts. What's this all I about? Thoughts. I'm well, curious. That's what we I have a lot of thoughts about everything. We've got yes, exactly. A lot of thoughts about everything, including. Um, oh my gosh, we had the best day already. Yeah, we had kind of a fun little shopping oh. expedition at Ever Eve. At Time Ridgedale. to update the fall wardrobe. Carrie, Julie, Dusty. Oh gosh. I went crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I forgot to tell them that. Um, Ever Eve? Yeah. I forgot to tell Ever Eve that um, uh, travel dreams are a big shopping motivation for me. If yes. I see clothes that yes. I can picture myself somewhere on a trip. Yes. And I am so uh, excited. They carry this brand called uh, Blanc Noir. So great! You our coats, the, our coats know, that we you got this the spring. cutest travel outfit. Lori, you're gonna yeah. look styling. Yeah, yeah, and so that was just fun. And I was just like, because they brought in like a lot of fall things and like some chunky sweaters, and they don't know that we've had our silhouette analysis, and we immediately rule out um, anything with big shoulders or too too big on us because we had our silhouette analysis done all those years ago, and we do kind of know what looks good, even though we sometimes falter falter oh, with I, that. Yeah, no, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny when you do a trend and it comes back around, you're not ready for it. But I just think how much fun it is to shop when the people who are there love working there. They're so yeah. passionate about their clothes. They bring you in all these options. It was yeah. great. You feel like you're Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You feel like that. It is... I was giddy. Yeah. I just couldn't stand it. If you like an oversized long blazer, they had a very Julia Roberts. Um, they did. And I tried Those it. Those are in, Lori. I know they are. And I tried it on mm-hmm. and with a skinny pair of jeans and a little pair of boots. But I just look at myself and I think I just, I've already worn this. I'm not doing it again. Okay. I'm not doing it again. You're so funny. You're not going to bring that one back in the rotation? No, and it just, like, I feel like that 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 coat will find a better owner than me. Oh, you're so funny. Well, (laughs) the thing that, so Lori and I end up buying the same top, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. Uh, We bought everything you like, I like. It's sick. You and I have morphed into the same person, pretty much. Mm -hmm. When we first met Grant, Lori dressed like a rock and roll motorcycle girl, and I was preppy prep. And Lori, I think you've come further to my side than I've gone to your side. 
Well, it depends on what I go to. Like right. when I went to Sturgis, right. I went back to my sure, rock but and you roll. hadn't been there in twenty years, right? But okay, <laughs> you know. But I found it. I found you all my found stuff. Your I had heart it. and soul, but it's just funny. Yeah, but I'm I just telling you what I. Yeah, that people, was fun. It was so fun. It was so much the fall fun. Stuff is darling is out, and I swung through Nordstrom on my way to Ever Eve, and they have a lot of summer. Sandals and shoes on sale. This oh, yeah, the, the shoe sale. The yes. shoe sale. I, it was everything I could do to just march right on past because I was just like, oh, and look at that. And then they had right. a lot of summer hats. And and I like that Ever Eve has shoes. So if you're trying on stuff. And I bought some jewelry. You, you know. can kind of see I, how it will look with whatever because they always have like the mm-hmm. fashion forward. They do. Whatever's in. So, super yeah, that, was, that okay, was super so- fun. So I had a, a parking lot encounter before I saw you there. We were at the Ridgedale location, and there's this gentleman um, on his phone, looking at his phone, walking, you know, looking down, walking across the main road on his phone. Okay. Not on the side of the road, not on the other side to go into the doors to go into not on Ridgedale. The sidewalk. Not on a sidewalk, just walking. And I'm just kind of like, <sighs> mm-hmm. and I let it go on, and I'm like, did he give a little tap of the horn? And then finally I give a tap. <laughs> and the look he threw me, and I just said, what? You're yeah. walking in the middle of the road looking down. Yeah. You could get hit. Right. And he just gave me the look of like, what is your problem? No. And like, my problem is people who don't look up when they're in the middle of streets. Julia, yes, it Looking is a problem. Looking at silly phones. It's, mm-hmm. it's a problem. I was just like, look up. I, I see it at the airport, too. Well, the, yeah. Okay, but people are walking, and there are the little, I you love, know, the little golf carts. Mine is in a parking lot. I see it yeah. in the gold concourse all the time. You do, and the little <laughs> golf carts are trying to go by, and people oh, might be in a hurry. And you see people colliding. Yeah, and, I was just, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that guy, you know, he could get run over. Oh, I was just, and I'm like, I am doing you a favor. Right. But I let it go on for yeah. long enough for him to make a choice, because you can hear my car. It's not like my Prius that snuck right, up on that was people. Silent. This Jeez. car is getting loud. Yeah. You know, I yeah. put some miles on it, but I was just like, look up. Give him, a, give him a little love tap. He won't do it again. <laughs> I did, but I'm telling you, the look he gave me was like, I had just shot him. Right. You know, I that's was ridiculous. Like, I was yeah. like, excuse me. You're in the roadway for cars. Yeah. Get out. Listen, I had to use the uh, language. I had to use the language of the cars today. I communicated with, uh, I was at a light. And it turned green, and mm-hmm. the guy, the guy who's the first to go, just sitting there, and I can see he's obviously looking down his yeah. phone. I think, oh, the guy behind him, he's he gonna sh- tap. He's gonna tap. Right? No, late. You know, I didn't so land. So you it, took it. So I took it. Yeah. And the guy laughed, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, this is a light that doesn't last very long, and you're the first one, and you're just busy looking down at your phone. So yeah, use your horns, people. The language of the car. It's the language and of the car. And it is not something that people should be mad about. We're just communicating. I absolutely <laughs> love that we have a car horn. Oh, I mean, it's that's great. what we need it. Oh, yeah. I lay on mine about once a week. Do yeah. you? Oh, I try yeah. not to do it, but like. I'm not doing oh. it if somebody passes me no. or does, does anything, no. you know, like that, or if someone's going slow or something. I really mainly do it to get someone's attention yes. that the light is green. Yeah, that's, that's it. Or if know. they're in the left lane and they're going a little slow, I might give them a little, hey. Let's go. You, you left do. Lane. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you're oh. legally in I the know. left lane. If I want to go fast, then you now it is the law you have to get over. Yeah. And people just ignore that. And it drives me nuts because they'll go 60 in a 65 in the left lane. And it's yeah. like, this is not made for you. This is for the person who wants to go 65 to 70. Go to this the far right. This is the 80 right. mile an hour lane. Yeah, get me, I want to go 80. Yeah. I want to go 80. I do. Come I want to go 80. Do Come on. Do it. But I have, I literally, Lori, I spent, I have a fall wardrobe now. I hope I have a well, lot you, of dates you, or something. Yeah, you've got, I need you've something got to dates, do. Julia. No, I don't, but I could okay, do but some. you're going to get dates. I need something to go Swipe out because I've right. got so many cute Swipe clothes. Swipe right. <laughs> and get a match. Damn it. We know you can do it. Oh All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. And this is, there are two, two movies that we're really excited about. One we knew we'd be excited about. Yep. And one... That we're really just hearing about, and it opens this Friday. We'll tell you when we come back. Thanks, Grant. Okay, so this is, I've been seeing the ads for this, and maybe you guys have. It might have started last week, the new Clint Eastwood movie, Cry Macho. Yes, yes. Trailer. yes I am. Yes. Okay, so we've got a uh, review from our buddy Roger Friedman at Showbiz 411. He, uh, Clint Eastwood is 91 years old, you guys. He's directing yep. and starring in this movie, Cry Macho. It's his least macho, and Roger said his sweetest movie maybe he's ever made nice this is clint eastwood's he's directed and starred in his seventh movie in the last seven years it's kind of amazing because he's 91 right and as productive as eastwood has been as a director and actor this recent run will be looked at as clint eastwood's golden decade because we've got american sniper an oscar nominee great Mm -hmm. movie richard jewell Great, great movie. movie. I, yes, that great was. Great movie. The Mule. Yes. Okay, Sully, Tom Good. Hanks, yes. that held up. And now we have Clint himself starring in Cry Macho, which is based on a Richard Nash novel from the 70s. And it's set in 1980. It co-stars Dwight Yoakam, who doesn't sing in the movie, uh, uh, a Mexican ad- actress, Natalia Traven, and another actor, another Mexican actress, then a 15-year-old Mexican actor making his U.S. debut, and a rooster. It also features the amazing Oscar-worthy cinematography of award winner Ben Davis. And it's a simple story. So Dwight, uh, Dwight Yoakam's character okay. is a seedy business guy in Texas who's been employing and taking care of Clint's character, Cowboy Mike, for a long time. Mike is a rodeo guy journeyman with a great hat you know typical clint uh character now dwight yokum's character wants him to go to mexico city and find his 15 year old abandoned son rafa and prime away from his no good hard partying abusive mother and bring him back sure okay and um mike says yep he'll do it because he owes dwight even though he's 91 no one comments on the age but he guess he I guess he does like it's kind of wow he looks frail, oh okay. You know? um, but he goes off on the adventure and um, Mike, cowboy Mike even punches somebody and okay. um, Roger said uh, it, you know it's not on the grand level of his masterpiece Unforgiven but this is a character study that strips away all the noise. It's his sweetest movie. Roger writes and it's that's a deceptive way. Of describing it, he's just moves to his own drummer. He's telling us it's important that Cry Macho was set in 1980 in rural Mexico, away from tech, away from cell phones. He didn't want that to be part of the story. 
and it hits theaters Friday. It also will be streaming on HBO Max. He thinks it's going to be a big hit. The cinematography is beautiful. And he said, and you really should see it on the big screen because, you know, the stillness Mexico, sometimes is also amazing in, in Clint Eastwood movies, yes, I think, because he yes. does have a lot of that. And he says, is this the last Clint Eastwood movie? I sure hope not, but it right. is really good. So, I can't believe he's 91. 91. Well, here's a little ditty about him. So he um, ran it. Jeff Daniels was on. I don't know who he was sitting next to. It could have been um, Stephen Gobert the other night. And he's on. Yes, he was for American Rust. Yes, which is the Showtime show that you're going to tell us about later. But he was on. And Jeff Daniels was talking about um, when he first met Clint Eastwood in a golf tournament. And Clint came up to him and said to him, quote, like just kind of walked over to him. They'd never met before. And this is back in um, 19, gosh, it was 2002. And um, years before they ever worked on this film in 2002, but um, how he met Clint was before that. And he comes over to Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber and said, I saw Dumb and Dumber, the toilet scene. <laughs> that happened to me. <laughs> and walked away. And he laughed and turned around and walked away. And if you don't remember, it involved Jeff Daniels' character getting stuck on a toilet after being given laxative by Jim's Car- Jim Carrey's character. Not only does it happen at his love interest house, but it, when he's done, the toilet won't flush. Oh I think gosh. everyone has had this horror oh happen to them gosh. once in their life. But just <laughs> beelines for him. I saw Dumb and Dumber. It That's happened to me. So and walks funny. away. That's so That's funny. an epic quick conversation if there's ever been one. Isn't it? Yeah, but, no but have Clint Eastwood. That's your first encounter with him. I'm like, oh exactly. Wow. wow. He is he is a good storyteller. He just is. He is. So and that he's 91. 91. I mean, this, this would be one to see in the movie theaters, it, I think. It really would. And then this morning on, um, I think. I think GMA or maybe all the morning shows had it, but the the full trailer for Steven Spielberg's um, West Side Story, Holly posted it. I'm sorry, but seeing that full trailer, this thing has best picture written all over it. Lori, this is so so funny from you because you're like, wow. Well, when I saw the 32nd, I was like, it just seems snippets like, Mm -hmm. but when the full trailer... um, is Tony Kushner wrote the screenplay, and I forgot about that, and also... Um, uh, the cinematography in it, you know, because it's 1957 New York. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the cinematography looked really good, and it looks like it's blending this the musical on stage as well as the movie, but making it be as fresh as you can make some, uh, okay. the same story. Because we famously remember Jersey mm-hmm. Boys was made into a movie by Clint Eastwood, and that one was a dog. Well, this isn't a Clint Eastwood movie. No, I know, movie. but I'm just got nothing to kind do of with thinking it. of the musical that we saw be brought by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, well, that was, what, that was, I don't know mm-hmm. where that's coming from. but it's just this, a, a fact. Yeah, I think uh, it looked really good, the full trailer, instead of seeing a 30-second, seeing a whole two-and-a-half-minute, and you're like, oh... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did you see Into the Heights yet? 
No, and I've seen it on. I've seen yeah. it in the theater, so I don't need to see it in. The I know, movie but people could say that about West Side Story too. Yeah, but this is Spielberg and Tony Kushner, so okay. I feel like looking at this trailer, it has Best Picture written all over it. Last year might have gone with Nomadland, but I feel like this take on it is going to all be right. very good because. It's posted too. It, well, it. I was able to see the whole thing before when we just saw the thirty second trailer. It was like all snippets of stuff that we're familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from it. So anyway, that's posted, and um, you can see it in the trailer. Is what I'm saying. I'm reversing myself on this particular movie. Nice. It's, I don't think Into the Heights is the same kind of a story as West Side Story. I mean, I saw it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I mean, not on Broadway. Yeah, I did see it on Broadway. And it was like, it was good, but I don't, I could never see why you'd want to make that into a movie. You know, whereas West Side Story, we've, it's been a stage, it's been a movie, you know, it's been both. So right. I don't know. To me, it, it just looked like it's got best picture. Well, you liked it. You I did. It. I really, uh-huh. I liked it. I mean, did you not watch it? I watched half of it. Oh. It was too long. The was trailer? I know, Lori. I was busy. Honestly. I know. Okay, and Alanis Morissette is very upset about um, this HBO. It's going to be on HBO. Uh, it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival. It's called Jagged, and it explores the making of when Jagged Little Pill came out in 1995. And she is blasting it, saying this is not the story I agreed to tell, and in a statement to USA Today, she's chosen not to t- attend one single event around this movie, but she said there are implications and facts that are simply not true, and while there's some beauty and some elements of accuracy in this story, I will not be supporting anyone else's reductive take on a story that's much too nuanced for them to ever grasp or tell. Ooh. Well, she it, it is very, I mean, she goes on to say that when she agreed to be a part of it, cause the, like you said, the 25th anniversary of the album Jagged Little Pill, she was interviewed by the woman that directed this documentary. And she said during the interview, she was very vulnerable. Alanis Morissette said that about herself. While in the midst of what she says with her was her thirst po- third postpartum depression during lockdown and she struggled with that and she's been very open about that in the past and then she talks about being raped as a young woman and so i don't you know the problem that she has with it she shared all of this stuff but what she had is that the filmmaker said to her it's a celebration of this and they've turned it into be this very like all of the emphasis is on it is on all the horrible the stuff. bad stuff yeah yes and she said mm-hmm. that is not what I thought they were doing they presented this whole other idea this is why Alana you have to do be 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 a producer right that's what she didn't think of right. doing I need to be a producer so she has some say no she always you know she admitted that part yeah. of it but she said they just went about it in such a salacious icky way I hate it oh sad I know yeah. All right, what's going on? Is the traffic sad? Yeah, a little bit, actually. Listen, everybody, the morning show on Apple TV, Apple Plus, comes, it starts streaming on um, the whole, is it the whole season or is it once a week? I think it's just once a week. Once a week, yeah, on um, on Apple. Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're re-upping your Apple, if you're signing back on, then you can watch um, my astronaut show. For all, Joel, mankind. Uh-huh. for all mankind. For all mankind. Oh, yeah. And Ted Lasso. 
Ted Lasso. It, it, those three things are worth the price of admission. Although Neil Justin uh, wrote in his, uh, he picked the buzziest shows to uh, watch on TV this weekend, mm-hmm. and he writes, "Why cast uh, three of Hollywood's most charming actors if all they're going to do is try and make you mi- miserable?" Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Car- Carell continue to take turns throwing hissy fits in the second se- season, leaving their characters. Little time to enjoy their lavish lifestyles or do much journalism. But we can't wait to watch it. Here's what Reese Witherspoon had to say in 59 seconds on GMA about what what exactly. Where does the morning show, does it pick up right where we left off with the gang? Here we go. Let's talk about the morning show. You and Jen Anison really go at it. And I've heard she is laughing about your fight scenes in the upcoming season. I mean, she and I have some incredible scenes together where we just go at each other, which is so funny because we're really good friends. Um, But it's just it's kind of fun to fake fight with your friends. (laughs) And the first season, why did you make us wait so long for season two? Mm -hmm. Okay, because you had that great cliffhanger. Um, So uh, there were a lot of new a lot of stuff that was that would happen live, live on the show. So tell us where are we going to pick up in season two? Well, at the very end of season one, it's the entire network is shut down. Everything is rearranged and you pick up right there at the beginning of season two. So you'll see exactly who got hired, who got fired. There's a whole new cast of characters. We're joined by Juliana Margulies and mm. Greta Lee and Hasa Minaj. So we have a lot of new fun faces. And I think anyone who I mean, we loved that show last year. We couldn't oh, get yeah. enough of it. Casey even loved it. And sometimes it, you know, the soapiness of a show like that, he won't really like. But I think it's because we're all so familiar with our morning TV yes, hosts. Yes, we are. And so it feels like to you know a that, lot of people yeah. that you kind of like, oh, this is really what's going on. And I notice this, things are very cool between Robin and uh, George. I mean, they're keeping it very professional. I thought it was a little better today. A little bit better, but they're really not... I thought it was better. They engaged today. through Michael. Yes, they do. But they did both do Reese, so they so, sort of had to. Okay, because it's kind of funny, um, Grant. So on the Good Morning America, you have um, George, and then Robin's in the middle, and then Michael Strahan's on the other side. And she keeps turning to her right. <laughs> to Michael. To Michael to look at Michael for things. Yeah. And so you see George over there <laughs> just sitting there kind of smirking like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, but it's warmer than it was last week. Yeah. You know, it's a little warmer. But you can feel the heat for sure. Well, there's stuff going on there. Yeah. And they were both told, buckle up. You're getting paid a gob of money. You have to do this show. <laughs> yeah. So in a you're way, like, they're intrigued because he, has an, he had an executive producer that George apparently knew that this guy couldn't keep his zipper up or his hands to himself. There you go. And Robin is like livid with him. Why could you How very could you... much mirroring sort of what's going on in the morning show? Oh. Okay. So, so was it kind of funny watching their exchange then this morning talking to Reese? They were very glad that they could look at the screen and talk to Reese and mm-hmm. not to each other. But I just kept thinking, wow, this is like this scenario of behind the scenes at GMA. Right. Wow. This is what makes that show compelling. And of right. course, you know, Reese and uh, Jennifer, they've been busy doing um, press, but press and Jennifer Aniston was on Ellen yesterday. And I did uh, watch that this morning. And um she, Jennifer Aniston has been on that show 19 times. She's been on once a year since Ellen has been on. Wow. And so they are, you know, 
buddies, yes. really buddies. And yes. Aniston started crying when she walked out because Ellen has a fully masked audience and she just kind of got verklempt because she hasn't been in front of an audience. Right. And I know Kate Hudson was in with Seth Meyers and she said, even though there isn't an audience, I'm just so excited to be back on a talk show, you know, right, just doing something that kind of feels normal for these people. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that Ellen did, I will say this is probably going to be her best season. Um, her this season because she brought back something that she kind of got away from doing. And it's one of my favorite Ellen DeGeneres things. And that is where, and it involves some production. It means it involves time from Ellen. And I think that's what she's very stingy with doing pre-produced things for the show. She got away from it. So they had the scene in white Lotus when, you know, the obnoxious guy and his girlfriend on the honeymoon are checking in with Armand and asking for the pineapple sweet. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Ellen is green screened in with this long, crazy hair and this floral shirt. <laughs> and as Armand is saying, you know, the, you know, well, the pineapple sweet, she's going, oh, but the papaya sweet and wait to see the banana hammock sweet. Yes. And she's doing all <laughs> yes. this improv in Funny. between uh, the things. And it was like, you know, three minutes and it probably took. You know, sometimes because there were writers writing yes. it, but I was like, Alan, you used to do this kind of stuff all the time, be more in the pop culture zeitgeist. It takes time, though. You're right. Right. She, and she doesn't like doing that because yeah. she's living up in. It's not an easy drive from Montecito to Burbank or not Burbank. She's at CBS. So she's at more at the Grove. It's a long drive. It's a long commute. So she yeah. doesn't like it. And yeah. even though she's got a Beverly Hills house she can stay in or whatever, she likes uh But anyway, I thought, I was like... Good for her. Time, I'm bringing what, it back. Yeah. What time is she on? Always, which has been on, Julia, 4 o'clock. Well, um, I don't know. On All right. CBS. All right. Um, All right. So, um, so clickbait. That is the show that is the number one. My mom told me the movie. Isn't it a movie it's, or no, is it a, a TV, TV show? series. It's eight... Series, we finally have a job for, uh, what's his name from Entourage, um, with the eyebrows. Oh, yeah, Garner, or Garnier. What's his Adrian name? Adrian Grenier. Garnier, Grenier. Yeah, so it is... Um, yeah, he hasn't worked in a long oh, time. My. He had one movie with, like, Melissa Joan Hart, and yes. then Entourage, and that's about it. But, yeah. Yep. He didn't do much. He's yeah. been doing stuff for the environment. They were saying that they might reboot the Entourage if that if they can get Mark Wahlberg to come back oh, with wow. and be a producer of it. They want to reboot. That's a story that I read. They want to bring it back. I think so because it's kind of like Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, they could just all fill right back in those roles, and none of those guys have worked. None of them. And I love Kellen, Kevin Dillon and yes. all those guys. But Okay, so your <laughs> mom told me about Clickbait. Yes, me too. Then I'm with my friend Annie, and she's like, I almost I watched know. it last night. Yeah, yeah, she goes, I don't know. I stayed up till three in the morning and I watched this whole show called Clickbait. Well, she watched the whole thing. Oh, oh, good for her. The whole thing. And I believe that this is, a, uh, uh, I, th- I don't know if it's an American, Australian, like they did it together or whatever, but Adrian isn't. He plays this guy, Nick Brewer. Zoe Kazan, who's really wonderful, she plays his sister. And what happens, we see right away in the first episode, uh, they're having a family dinner and you get right off the sense that, you know, she, the sister, doesn't like who her brother's wife is. And there's sort of a drunken, tense moment at his their mom's 60th birthday sure, party sure. or whatever okay. it is. And the next thing you see is that Pia, you know, is uh, has this wild night out 
And the next day she's at her job and she's a phlebotomist and she's doing, or maybe she's putting in a needle for someone yep. who's donating blood. I think they're called phlebotomists. Okay. And um, it's this teenage boy who obviously has a crush on her. And she goes, well, what cool things did you find, you know, on the inter- internet to watch today for me? Cause he's always in, you know, he shows her one thing. She goes, Oh, I saw that last right. week. And then he shows her <laughs> another thing and it's her brother beat up with one, arm kind of handcuffed behind him holding a sign that says I abused women. That's right. That's what it's about. And when this gets to 5 million views they're going to kill me. Clickbait. That's the clickbait. Right. Yeah. And she's like, she just turns white as a sheet. You know, she said, please don't click on that again or don't share that with anybody. And she just runs and she goes to the sister-in-law and like, have you seen this? Right. She's shocked. They go to the police and the police are kind of like, whatever. Well, they're like, well, does he beat women? And they're like, hello. You know, so at first, because what this is, you know, this is not a crime that doesn't belong in missing persons. Is it a homicide crime? Not yet. And so kind of a runaround. And then we find out, and this is all like in the first half hour, that the guy that she almost hooked up with the night before, so her phone fell in the toilet because she was swiping right on the toilet at drunkenly at a nightclub looking for booty call later. It fell in the toilet. She gets it out, puts it in a bag of rice. It does work for her. But the guy she swiped right on is the missing person's detective, Rashawn, who she sees at the police station. Oh, stop. <laughs> so already it's a tangled okay. web. Okay. But it's, how many did you watch? I just watched Is two. it an hour or 55 minutes or Whatever. something? Whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's eight hour uh, right. thing. And it was... That's uh, on Netflix. It's number one on Netflix. I saw it. It was filmed mostly in Australia. Okay. Um, and, uh, the, the cast was really good. And I mean, uh, Casey and I were just like, okay, we got to see what happens. All right. With this story, because it was kind of compelling. All right. So, and then I still haven't watched American Rust. Um, my brother has seen two episodes on Showtime. He said Rust is a must, but... I'm just not going to get to that one right now. I watched now. two of Only in the Building with Steve Martin and, and, and Martin Short. Martin Short needs my number. Yeah, he does. He doesn't know how badly he wants he, to meet me. I know. I, and you're both single. Imagine that. I adore him so much. But it's pretty, it's good. It's, it's cute, kind of right? Fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, listen, we'll be right back um, with, oh gosh, this, this, this is quite a cover. We've got it posted. It's Time Magazine's most influential people are loving it, and they're roasting it. <laughs> Kings and queens, that's a perfect introduction because we're going, we're switching to the royal side of things. Uh, just by the way, when we're talking about Zoe Kazan, people will also know her from uh, that movie, The Big Sick. Yes. With Kumail. Yes, because we had to go look it up. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how do we know her? She, looks, she can she totally looks change her look. Right? I mean, she's a very and we chameleon. were just, and that show is clickbait. Yeah, clickbait, Netflix. TV show. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight episodes. Okay, so uh, this morning, um, the morning shows all were in agreement to cover and announce who was going to be on uh, Time Magazine's The Most Top 100 Influential People. And they do it in categories, icon, Music, 
you know, all these yes. different and had different people. So like yeah, yeah, Billie yeah. Eilish was one of the music icons. Um, Suni Lee was one of the athletes. athletes and Simone Biles, I believe, was on there. And then in the icon category, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So they are will be some of the magazines will be them on the cover. Right. And I absolutely do think it's a good fit that they because they are legitimately influential. They are the first royal members of the monarchy to have their own uniquely influential life without having to serve, you know, the monarchy and be bound by that. So you look at how much more influential. I mean, this was always something. This was Diana's great dilemma is like, why can't we be more influential why do we have to do everything the way it's been done for 600 years we don't do anything like we did 600 i mean she did have a point and harry is taking it and running with it so they do this cover okay we posted this you guys um and i mean the salty island of tears you think they would be having all this bitter stuff because the british high court today ruled that prince andrew can be served in the sexual assault of a teenager those papers but instead they are so mad at Time Magazine mm-hmm. for naming these two as an iconic couple. They're going. You, what are the bitter Betty tears that they're saying, Julia? Well, here's here's. I one. mean, I know what I was. Just it, it's at. so ridiculous. Now the cover is not good. Harry looks like he's CGI. They gave him different color eyes. They added more hair. They made Megan look like. She's got a lot more hair, uh, maybe, than she really does. Okay, here are some of the headlines. Okay, tell um, me some of these salty eyes. All right, Harry and Meghan are named on Time Magazine's list of the world's most influential people alongside Dolly Parton, Naomi Osaka, blah, 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 and are praised for giving a voice to the voiceless. And then the next one, that's good. And then they talk about Meghan Markle's uh, stucco. They did interpretation on the body language of oh. the pose. Oh, Meghan Markle struck a wide leg pose for Times cover to show herself as powerful, while Harry standing behind was forced to lean <laughs> into his wife. Body language expert reveals. Oh gosh, what are some more of them? Um, I think it's got to the- be saltier than that. Oh, I gotta find they, they really have to be so, so mad. And then the special, the Spanish chef and philanthropist, because they partnered with the World Central Kitchen. He wrote the intro um, about them or, you know, why they deserve this. And um, he said, uh, you know, he ended his thing about them. They run towards struggle. And so people were like making fun of that. And I thought, well, they ran away from struggle. Uh, You know, they really were sick of the struggle with the British monarchy. I wish he hadn't put that sentence in there because now, you know, that's making uh, people go, oh, they don't run from struggle. They've been the most, you know what I mean? I'm saying he he, it was a bad choice of words on his part because they they did walk away, run away, fly away, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. But they got the hell out of that toxic family. And then there's another breakdown about how much the jewelry was that she was wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. $384,000 of jewelry from Princess Diana, the $23,000 Cartier watch, the $1,000 diamond pinky promise ring that represents female empowerment. They take everything apart. Everything apart because, I mean, here's the thing. And Harry, happy birthday. He's 37 today. I know, Laurie. But they are are the first prominent modern royals to leave the royal fold. And what they're creating is their own path, and it's a hybrid path of commerce, 
fame and service. Never been done. I mean, I absolutely love it. But this this cover is tragic. It's horrible. He does look like he was CGI'd. He doesn't look real. Look at that. He looks like a doll. Grant, did you see it? Oh, yeah. And just the placement of the hand on the shoulder looks like it's the most awkward Photoshop yeah. I don't ever. Know. It's just, it's it's really, really weird. But I'm happy that they are on that list. And I'm happy that are. it's pissing everybody off. <laughs> okay, that makes me you, so happy because, uh, I mean, over there on the other side of that damn toxic family, Vanity Fair, um, or not Vanity Fair, excuse me, the uh, London High Court and this, doesn't get didn't get quite as much play today, but per the BBC, the Hague, which governs requests between countries for evidence in civil matters, they have allowed uh, Miss Jeffrey's legal team to ask the High Court to formally notify Philip, Not Prince Philip. Andrew, excuse me, about her civil action, and um, so he is going to be served. Uh, papers for the sexual assault of Virginia Giffrey when she was 17. And remember, he was very good friends with the dead rapist pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, as well as his alleged co-sex trafficker, Madam Ghislaine Maxwell. No kidding, yeah. So the highest court in the land has the paperwork about a lawsuit involving the Queen's child Mm -hmm. raping a 17-year-old. And they're clutching their pearls over the jewelry Megan is wearing in Time Magazine. It, you can't make it up. I mean, can you run from the high court? Who I'm knows? asking for a royal. I'm just wondering. You know, they have to deal with the high court. I don't know. Serving a member of the royal family. How many times can you say good luck? I mean, they good can luck fiction- or good luck. Good luck. I mean, they can fictionalize whatever <laughs> outrage about Harry and Meghan, and they can avoid and pretend it's not there, and downplay the fact that he's been accused of rape. But uh, there's, a, he may this never, he may away. never leave the Queen's no, side. I know. I know. This is, is what not I'm going saying. Away. He may never leave Scotland. It's not going away. It's not going away. And then Paris Match had a very juicy story about. Uh, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? What are those people in Monaco? The Royals of Monaco. Charlotte and... The Giraldis. Giraldis. What, what, what was their name, Larry? The Giraldis. Grimaldis. 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 Grimaldi. Yeah. So when one of the reasons why Charlotte, or excuse me, Charlene, almost ran away uh, the day before she and Albert were to get married is because that week she found out that he had a love child with his other mistress that she didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And that there was like a four-year-old that mm-hmm. he hadn't told her about. Mm-hmm. I think many a bride would well, run Gabrielle away. Gabrielle Union is, is talking about this today with Dwayne Wade. She's talking about she was going through IVF treatment when he fathered a baby with another woman. Oh, my God. That's yeah. That was her experience, and she's just talking about that today. So this has happened to many people people well i don't know if it has happened well, to me. I mean, people, do you know one woman that you know who before she got married she found out her husband had a had a baby with a mistress he was still seeing you are really stretching it sister oh my gosh Lori, millions of my friends yeah this no you can't them. name one okay those two scenarios you just gave out were didn't even relate this is before you're married and he still got the mistress and had the kids he had a million of kids 
I'm just saying. Yeah. There's a juicy story. Maybe we'll get back to it. Maybe we won't. But <laughs> whoa, it kind of explains his interview with People Magazine last week. Yeah, no kidding.